All right. All right. All right. We're back. That's right, everybody. It's Nerd Cyclopedia time. It's, it's a new, time. It's a new introduction. Oh yeah, it's Nerd Cyclopedia time. Time for time for Nerd Cyclopedia. <laughs> it's time. There's not an ad anymore in the front. Well, but that's, I was I was about to say brought to you by Nope. Nope. Not brought to you by anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> man we lost our sponsor just like that yep yep uh, and before before we get into any of the rumors that'll be circling the internet because we're such a <laughs> popular podcast let's just say that it was a mutual parting of ways and uh we wish that uh, prior organization that will not mention by name the best we bid you i do <sighs> so sad so sad so we are looking for sponsors so if you know anyone that wants to have their business talked about in this format you should probably tell them first to listen to the podcast because no one (laughs) (laughs) so they get an idea of what we're like yes and then to to contact us yes Uh, via any of our contact methods sam what are those um nerdcyclopedia.com you can go straight to the website nerdcyclopediapodcast at gmail.com um you can follow us on nerd at nerdcyclopedia on twitter and at facebook and just contact us in any old type of way, you know. You can call us because if you're listening to this, you might have our number. <laughs> That's a pretty decent shot. <laughs> uh, atta- attach a letter to a bird, you know, <laughs> or, or or put a, a letter in one of those bottles and, you know, float across the ocean. We accept it that way as well, you know. Uh, we also accept messages put in bottles and then sung about by Sting <laughs> many years later. Uh, that's that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us, actually. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. We shall get it. So, if you want to sponsor us, we are here. We need them. <laughs> that's right. We're begging for money right now. Yep, uh, pretty much, pretty this much. This product isn't cheap. I mean, it's pretty. It is pretty cheap, but we don't. We're gonna pass those costs along to the consumer someday. That's always been my dream. Yes, sir. So I'm Scott. I'm Sam. And today is going to be a journey through some uh, letter in the alphabet. If you're not familiar with Nerd Cyclopedia, what we like to do is we like to take one letter of the alphabet and we like to talk about a lot of stuff that starts with that letter that we are nerdy about. Yes. And that means stuff we want to talk about, not stuff you want to talk about because... You're not on this podcast. We are on this podcast. We are the told do- the sole dominators of this podcast. <laughs> we 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 make all the decisions, <laughs> all of them, <laughs> pretty much. Some people are tired of that, but we don't care. All right. So, what letter we had? Do we have this week? Well, last week we did O, and I was thinking we could follow the traditional form. And as you know, if you uh, ever have to sing the song to yourself in your head to remind yourself of this, it's I L- do it all the time. It's Elemento. P. That's right. P. P is yeah. next. P is next. <laughs> you know what? I got a really good one to start off with. If we're going to oh. start off with P's. Okay. Is it? Is it what the the second P is in OPP? <laughs> <laughs> Other people's what? <laughs> they put mm. that song on regular radio, man. Yeah, regular they did. Radio. You know, and you know, people say the words to it. You know, they kiss carry on as if they got kids saying the words to it. So, <laughs> kids crying that song. I, I, right. I, I, I bet my four-year-old, you know, he could just say, you know, you down with OPP? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> be like, you know me? Like I don't know you at all. No, 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 no. You don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know anything about you anymore. <laughs> but the um the P I wanted to start off with was our um was our legendary man Frank Castle, aka I don't the, um Oh the Punisher. Yeah, that but was a said, fake out. I knew that who uh, that was the well, whole you, time. Hey, it was about to be a whole bunch of hashtags hate Scott. <laughs> Woo wee <laughs> Now I first want to start talking about the ultimate incarnation of the Punisher. The which ultimate is in the movie The Punisher. Which, <laughs> Hold up, which 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 movie are we talking about now? <laughs> I'm specifically referring to the one with John Travolta as the villain. That's the one oh, I want to talk about. I, I, I thought you was going to do Dolph Lundgren. I would have had just oh man, <laughs> Woo, with a with a with the small skull on his um belt. Oh my goodness, right. man! To let you know that is the Punisher. I mean, you cannot define Punisher without having a skull on your belt. You know, yeah, and you can't have a Punisher movie without John Travolta in a wig. That's, uh, that's the new rule between that and swordfish that was a a couple years there where he was just wig wig crazy oh man i he mean he 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 regained his popularity after pulp fiction mm-hmm. a great you know pop oh, we got it we'll talk about that later. yeah we'll, we gotta, we'll get to that putting that on the list anyway so yeah he um he regained his career because he was pretty much known for what saturday night fever and everything um, and then mm-hmm. he he gained his career back with that movie, and then got um, the villain role because villain roles in comic book movies started to be started to be real popular, mm-hmm. and got the villain role um, in The Punisher. Yeah, and he was also kind of half a villain in Face Off for like half that movie, right? Oh so, yeah, and he wasn't exactly a good guy in Pulp Fiction. I mean, we'll talk about that. That's a favorite mm-hmm. movie of mine. I'm glad we. I can't believe we didn't even have it on the list. <laughs> it is guys, now. Guys, sometimes we make a list. <laughs> sometimes. But we don't spend a lot of time on it, as you might be able to tell. Hey. We, we'll come into it with a list sometimes. Sometimes they just come. But, um, yeah, that Punisher movie um, with John Travolta, it was it was okay. Um, it was better than Adolph Lundgren, I can say that one. True. You know. Um, I like the guy who actually played the Punisher. I wasn't too particular with this whole setting in Miami or what? No, it was Tampa, Florida. That's where it was. <laughs> where all the evil of America goes down. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. You know, not not New York, not L.A., not even Iowa. You know, they said it in Tampa, Florida. Everyone know. knows that all the decisions <laughs> that shape America are made in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Everybody knows that. That was a um a pretty you know eh, I, it, it it was an okay movie anyway Punisher <laughs> he he came about the the funny thing is that the Punisher came about back in uh, nineteen seventy four mm-hmm. and he first appeared in a um as a um, villain in the Amazing Spider Man we might so talk about Spider Man later in this episode too guys uh okay all right so yeah he hold on he, I gotta um, add that to the list. <laughs> no, we'll get to, when we get to Spider Man. We'll get to Spider Man, but we got another P that relates to Spider Man. Okay. You know, so that we'll okay. talk about. Okay. But um, as far as Frank Castle, yeah, his first appearance was Amazing Spider Man one twenty nine back in nineteen seventy four, and um, what he was created by Jerry Conway and John Romita Senior. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the legendary artists that um, you know helped Stan Lee create the whole um, amongst him and Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko create the whole Marvel universe. But um, he was always one of those characters where he was a villain and then he all of a sudden became an anti-hero, you know, right. um, sort of to justify his <laughs> murderous rampages. <laughs> well, think about the thing about Punisher that's cool and, and, and 
if you if you've been listening to this podcast, so you you remember that we talked at length about Batman, right? Uh-huh. And about the Joker and about how like oh man, it's kind of is it's bordering on immorality to allow the Joker to live and keep doing this stuff, right? Right. Well, Punisher is sort of the answer to that question. What uh-huh. would Batman be like if he just straight up murdered everybody? And Every took, like, criminal. And took glee in doing it too. Yes. <laughs> just, like <laughs> he's laughing. I don't think Punisher giggles. Let's be yeah, I, I'm not sure if he really does that. But, I think internally, know. though. <laughs> yeah, he has a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just sets off a car bomb and murders an entire, you know, <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> he's laughing on the inside. <laughs> right. Okay, not the outside, to be honest. Just not do that. But, so, Frank Castle was... His, kid, his family was killed in, like, a gang fight, right? Yeah. That's kind of mm-hmm. the idea. Right. And it was like in Crossfire, and then he just kind of snapped mm-hmm. <laughs> and just started just straight up murdering people. He turned into essentially the Ben Affleck Batman and then just went after everybody. He was um, Ben Affleck Batman before Ben Affleck Batman. I mean, he know. was intentionally trying to just run people over with cars and stuff. Yeah. But let's keep in mind that he only um, does this to, to, to villains. Right. Or um, bad guys, criminals. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't do this to um, you know regular civilians or what have you. You know, and, and he does his best to try to keep them out of like the crossfire and everything. But you know, he has a uh, he. It's sort of like he has a one man war against crime, and of course, he comes into contact with other superheroes or other <laughs> heroes that um, disagree with his methods, i.e., Spider Man. Uh-huh. You know, and or Dare, Daredevil. Or Daredevil. <laughs> or and I saw this. Uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy from college, had this comic book that was Punisher versus Wolverine. Uh huh. And he beat Wolverine. Oh, really? Yeah, he like okay. ran him over with a. <laughs> he ran oh. Wolverine over with like a, uh, uh, like a steam press, you know? Okay. Like a, like a payment <laughs> press, and then he just left it on top of him, and then uh-huh. left. And so he like, <laughs> Wolverine was like, "I'm gonna get out of this, and I'm gonna find you." And he's like, "We'll see." And he just rolled it over his head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's 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 pretty crazy for um for him, but um so he was sort of modeled, you know, by um modeled after kind of like that Death Witch character from the Death Witch movies back right. in the seventies. Oh, Charles um, Bronson. Yeah. yeah, Charles Bronson movies. So he was sort of like you know in that type of vein, um, but Charles Bronson didn't, you know, actually put a T-shirt on with a skull on it. <laughs> <laughs> so my my question with the Punisher has always been. What would possess you, you know, to do all this murdering and killing and everything and criminals and wear a T-shirt with a skull in it? You know, <laughs> where, did you, where did you get that idea? You know, and, um, and his classic um, um, white boots and, you know, white gloves and everything. I mean, that was early. That, that's a comic book of comic book type um, costumes and stuff, you know, for, for this guy. But it was, it was just always amusing how the movies – Never really tried. Never really found a good way to depi- to depict the um the classic Punisher skull, right? But that is the Punisher. You have yeah. to have the skull on his chest in order for you to know that that's the Punisher. It'd be like a Batman movie without the Batman insignia. Right, right, right. That wouldn't right. make any sense. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> this guy's just gonna. It's just a guy beating people up. I don't know. I've got the movie on mute. I don't know what it's supposed to be. So it's just a dude shooting everybody. Apparently, um, he's Italian as well, so his his he's born Francis Castiglione. Hmm. You know, <laughs> so that's something I didn't really I didn't really know. But yeah, that's his his his, his um 
his name is short. You know, Frank is, you know, is short for Francis, of course. Right. But um, but they really never even go into, like, I guess his Italian heritage from some of the books I've read, at least. Um, but, yeah, the Punisher, I mean, he's a really great, you know, comic book character. He's never really been depicted really well in the movies. And he guest starred on um, the most recent season of Daredevil. You know, which was pretty decent as far as his introduction. And I think as far as all of, out of all the Punishers from the movies to um, from the three movies um, to the TV show, this current one that's on the Daredevil show that's actually getting his own series is probably the best one. Yeah. I mean, Marvel, the Marvel TV universe has been pretty good, <clears throat> although I don't know. Iron Fist just came out to timestamp the recording for you. And uh, I, I, people have been I haven't watched it yet, but people have been saying like. They'd be like, I watched a couple episodes of this, and I actually yelled, "Fight somebody!" <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm watching it too. Um, it's not as bad as they said, but the, as far as the action, I mean, it could do a whole lot better. When you when you think of um, you know, a um, person that knows kung fu and everything, you expect right. like fighting in every scene, almost not every scene, but on almost every episode, which is not the case. So. I mean, you anyway, get that, that Daredevil fight scene that was like what, like three minutes of one top. Yes, one yes, yes, yes. The hallway like scene. Mm-hmm, yeah, but we'll, when we get back around the eyes, maybe we'll broach that. Uh, but um, <laughs> as far as the Punisher in Daredevil, he does kill, and he does kill a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a killer. <laughs> um, but I think they do pretty well as far as justifying his, um, you know, his reasoning and everything. He's a mm-hmm. um, he was brought he was created as like a vietnam vet but i think in um in in the um daredevil show he's from afghanistan i mean he was he served in afghanistan which sort of like you know updates you know you got to update him because if he was a vietnam vet he would be pretty much like what 60 (laughs) 60 years old with a beard and a ponytail (laughs) just likes to hang out you know yeah yep yep but um, Mr. Frank Castle, the Punisher, um, he's pretty much met, you know, pretty much all of the Marvel characters and everyone. No one pretty much likes him. I don't think any character likes him. Spider-Man tried to befriend him and what have you. But, you know, the Punisher, he's the solo person. Uh, he, he does have a, um, a microchip, his, um, his, his tech guy, you know, um, that guy's... Uh, he sort of, you know, furnishes the Punisher with his different types of weapons, you know, to go out on his um, rampages with and everything. So, you know, he does have that um, maybe not so much of, of a friendship, but him and Punisher sort of share like the same beliefs. And, you know, he just uses him to, you know, um, help him do stuff. OK. So cool. that is the Punisher. Punisher. <laughs> and he just he murders. I have to, to reiterate here. He does murder. Yeah, he pretty much he pretty much goes at it. There is a lot of murder <laughs> in that book. Yeah. But, uh, so that's good. It's good that he murders so many people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very good that he does that, huh, Scott? Okay. I think that it's a good thing. <laughs> you know, they got that scene from the first Spider-Man movie where they all go like, "That stinks," right? Uh-huh. I would just uh-huh. love to see them do that in a Punisher movie and have one guy be like, I think it's good that he's killing everybody. <laughs> one of the great creepy guys. It's like, oh, hey, we didn't ask you anything about that. Uh, right, <laughs> we right. Were just, we were just asking you if you tried the new sandwich at McDonald's. Like, I think he should kill you. Like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa, relax, big guy. All right. All right, so what else we got in peas? Well, 
Do you want to stay with Marvel Comics? Do you want to do yeah. some... Okay. Um, well, there is the CEO of Stark Corporation, Pepper. Okay. Pepper oh, Pepper Potts. Potts. All right. Yes. Tony Stark's, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess girlfriend or something sometimes. Uh, love love interest, you know, um, right. CEO of, um, what did you say, Stark Industries? Yes. Okay. And she starts out as, like, his assistant, I guess, in the 60s. Yeah. Because, you know, right. you couldn't have a woman be, like, an executive in 1965. Oh, no, not at all. Not, not in the 60s. I mean, it wouldn't have been believable set against the <laughs> backdrop of men in power suits flying and punching right. each other in the air above Manhattan. Right, right. That's a, but the thing they couldn't have done was have a woman be the <laughs> CEO of the company. <laughs> <laughs> and probably, I just picture Stanley writing that in and then someone being like, that's not even believable. Like, this is crazy. That, that, I mean, that well, would not like, happen. Right. He's like, let's talk to the, let's go to the, let's skip to the part where the guy magically turns himself into solid, uh, solid metal. <laughs> that, that that's believable. <laughs> that I can, that I can get behind. This whole lady a lady running a business thing. Uh, nah, no, no, no way. Yeah, so they brought it. They did bring her into the 21st century with the Iron Man movies. So, yes. um, having Gwyneth Paltrow play the um, movie version of Pepper Potts. Well, mm-hmm. she's she's pretty much the only one that's depicted Pepper Potts in the movie. <laughs> period. You know. But she she did a pretty decent job, um, you know, playing you know Pepper. Uh, she she's now known, you know. Um, I, I will say my wife knows who she is or who Pepper Potts is. <laughs> Before Iron Man, no one knew who she was, you know. Right, right. And then she's like the way she, she slowly like as Tony became obsessed with the Iron Man stuff. Uh, right. She slowly like assumed the role of running the whole Stark the Stark Industries is uh-huh. something that's uh, that's been interesting to kind of track because. You know, his obsession, Tony Stark's obsession with, uh, you know, with uh, protecting everybody. Right. Know, first, first it was like, oh, we got to undo all the damage I've done with all this weapons technology. Uh-huh. And that, then it kind of morphed into a revenge thing in the last, you know, the last Captain America movie. Uh-huh. So he's been, like, more and more obsessive, and it's kind of driven him, you know, driven a wedge between him and Pepper. So, you know, that's sort of uh, been interesting to watch this, these superheroes with real-world problems, you know? Right. Which is, I guess, a nice segue into the big P. Ah. The biggest P of all in Marvel Comics. And that would be Peter Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. The yes. original Amazing Spider-Man. So you talk about a guy who... And, and we're, gonna, we're not going to talk too much about Spider-Man, but we're going to mm-hmm. talk about Peter. Yes. Um, because he's... I mean, if you want to talk about a person with angst and... You know, someone who has real world problems. I mean, Peter is a guy. You know, he has a very great arc about himself. You know, or Stanley Creative, really good arc. You know, a nerdy guy, high school. You know, a lot of kids mm-hmm. can relate to. You know, glasses. You getting picked on. You know, bullied and everything. Ninety pound weakling. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, couldn't really defend himself, but you know, was really into his books and everything. And you know, um, and then. He ended up getting bit uh, bit by a spider. <laughs> just taking pictures. You know? <laughs> just taking pictures. You just know? taking pictures, hanging out. Next thing you know, spider's like, for no reason, I'm gonna bite this kid and see what happens. <laughs> yep. And a kid gets superpowers. But <clears throat> as far as his um life, I mean, he Peter, even though Peter was who he was, you know, as far as like the, being a nerd and everything, he used to get some girls. Mm-hmm. He has Gwen Stacy. 
<laughs> he had Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had Betty Brant. Oh, you know, you couldn't say Peter didn't get some females. You know? Well, don't forget that, and this is something as that I'm going to say personally as the, uh-huh. the host uh-huh. of the podcast, Name Encyclopedia. Uh huh. Chicks like nerds. <laughs> they do now. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that way in high school. For We're safe. <laughs> We're not threatening at all. <laughs> we are smart. Well, that's that's debatable. Oh, people, I mean, people you know. dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> I've known people to dispute that. Okay, all right, all right. Because I had someone, and I, when I was talking about starting this podcast with okay. people, uh, none of whom have uh, ever listened to it, uh-huh. one of the things we <laughs> we talked about was because I said I wanted to talk about certain different things. They're like, well, that's more like geeky, not nerdy, right? Geek culture, and I'm like, just relax. Let's all relax on this. <laughs> Let's not think too deep on it, you know. This is going to be a fun time. But yeah, so Peter Parker is like a, one's the – let me ask you a question. So uh-huh. who's, who's, the, uh, who's the real Peter Parker, like as far as personification or actor? Or where, where do you see the ultimate? Because we talked a little bit about Batman and Bruce Wayne, right? Uh-huh. About who we see as, you know what I mean, the main incarnation of that character. Who do you see as the main incarnation of the Peter Parker character? You talking about in the movies? Uh, movies, cartoons, how do you see it? That's, I guess, my question. Um, I think the best incarnation of Peter Parker was probably the um, 80s TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, 80s cartoon, you know, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that, that was a really good incarnation of, you know, who he was and everything. Um, I mean, Spider-Man had different animated series throughout, but I think that was one of the best way <coughs> excuse me the best um incarnations of him you know as a um as a person who was you know dealing with his powers and everything and you know dealing with other people that have powers as well right. you know he had like the you know Aunt May and um uh Iceman and Firestar you know and they're mm-hmm. you know going to like high school and everything and then graduating <laughs> and going to college so that was a pretty good earning incarnation. Um, as far as movies, I would say I like the um, Andrew Garfield version. Yeah, you know, a little over uh, over the um, the Tobey Maguire version. Mm-hmm. I never really seen him. Saw him as like that person. You know, that Peter Parker. He played a decent Spider Man, but um, I liked Andrew Garfield's version better. I'm sort of like um, um, out. Um, I, I can't really speak on like this Tom Holland version yet, right. so we'll, we'll see when the movie comes out this summer. I think that the Tom Holland version, what it has is more of the, like, I think it's got more of the attitude of Peter Parker as Spider-Man better. Right. And and sort of his, like, you know, uh, I don't know, it, it played more like, uh, like more sarcastic and funnier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is good, and I, I think Tom McGuire did a good job, sort of broadcasting the patheticness of Peter Parker. Yeah. But the thing is, with Peter Parker, this is the thing: is that it always felt to me like he, it wasn't that Peter was pathetic; it was that the world around him was pathetic, right? Uh huh. And that he was, you know, he was special and unique, but he was put in a place that couldn't recognize that. Right, right, which right. Is why you have like Flash Thompson, you know, mm-hmm. right. who's like not. You know what I mean? He's nowhere near as talented as Peter, right? But everyone right. knows Flash Thompson. Right. And Peter's just sort of stuck in this place where he's, for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Whether it's loyalty to his aunt and uncle or, right. you know, insecurities about himself where he can't express that. 
Well, also, too, um, with him having the powers and everything, he knew he was, like, you know, more powerful and could it, it Flash, you know, still kept bullying him, but Peter knew he could just beat him with one punch or whatever, you know. Um, so, but he couldn't really express that because he knew he would hurt Flash. Right. So he had to just pretty much just take it and maybe use his brains to, um, you know, outsmart, you know, Flash or, you know, anybody else who was trying to, you know, pick on him or what have you. And maybe that's what attracted, um, you know, um, um, females to him, right. possibly. I think that the... Uh what do you think about that scene in the in the first Spider-Man movie where he like has a Spidey sense uh-huh. and he starts like you know like dodging all flash punches like in like crazy uh, yeah you know what I mean all of a sudden like Flash can't touch him right right I right. always thought that was funny yeah so yeah. that might be my favorite scene from from those movies yeah that, that w- well it's between that and the you know dark hair dyed jazz dancing scene in Spider-Man <laughs> those are probably my two favorites and don't make me pick either I'm not gonna pick. Right. Oh man, that that jazz scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> when 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 a superhero goes to dance in a the movie, then that, you know that's when um that's when you know it's time to stop. Unless it's the mask. Unless it's the mask. That was okay. <laughs> or if for some reason his superpower involves dancing. Oh. <laughs> that may be okay then. And his name you know? is like the dancer, and he's like. He's like, how are we going to stop the, this uh, evil scientist from taking over the country? And he's like, I'm going to do a cha-cha. <laughs> and he goes like, yes, that's exactly what we need. <laughs> that would be a hard comic to write, though. You'd have to keep coming up with uh, dance reasons, moves, reasons for him to dance and different uh-huh. effects for the dance moves. Yeah, you know. I'll pirouette and it'll stop this whole thing. Like, oh, thank, thank goodness you're here, dancer. Yeah, that would probably make a decent movie for like, or a decent play. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he does. Like, That's oh. all he does. I mean, you know, I, I could imagine a musical <laughs> you know, or something like that. We're going to so. need you to do some math to get us out of this one. It's like, oh, I know his dance. <laughs> you got me. That's all I have. <laughs> That's all I ever learned how to do. Well, for those listening to it, that that was not one of Peter's powers. So, you know, <laughs> that, well, that, that Spider-Man 3 wasn't really re- real. So we try to, right. like, just bury that. You that know, was a cocaine at, fever dream <laughs> by Sam Raimi. Yes. It was not real <laughs> under any circumstances. Not at all. No. You know, he tried to do a fourth one. They said no. He was like, so where do you think this should go here from here? And Sam Raimi was like, I think that uh, we should do three or four of those dance scenes. Or, or maybe an entire musical. We could get Green Goblin back. We can make, you know, Green Goblin. <laughs> Well, they did try to do that Spider-Man musical, but didn't people? Did they ever get to the stage? I seen that. I seen that. I seen that movie. Um, it wasn't profitable enough because it was so expensive to produce, you know. <laughs> so, but I see we me we we wouldn't seen it, and it was not that great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, they can do an Indiana Jones stunt show for thirty years, but they can't do an Amazing Spider-Man musical for twenty-five minutes. Right. I would say um, the Green Goblin portion, it was like sort of like two halves of the movie. The Green Goblin portion was bet- much better than the Spider-Man half. And the, mm-hmm. um, the musical was titled Spider-Man. So, you know, that's bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they very well can't have a, a musical called Green Goblin, you know. No, <laughs> no. they can't do that. I mean, no, unless that. it's Willem Dafoe and it's a one-man show. Possibly. Possibly. I would, like, if I- he was do, like, getting up on a chair like it was the glider. <laughs> 
and like just wearing a suit, like ah, Spider Man. <laughs> that I would pay to see. Yeah, I would see. I would that. pay to see that for sure. All right. <laughs> so Peter Parker, uh, one of the things about Peter Parker, his character is that he's smart, right? Yes. So he's a science genius, and he was that before he was bitten by the spider. And one of the things that people, uh, I guess, for a long time forgot is that his web stuff, that's not uh-huh. a superpower. That's something he made. Right, like, right, He created right. these web shooters that can do, you know, different types of web, and, you know, it's biodegradable super substance that's, I mean, I, I would think that he could make a billion dollars just based on the spider web. You know right. what I mean? Well, at the like, heart, he he's wrote, a scientist. Right. Like, this polymer... Think about this polymer for a second. Uh-huh. Let's just, just talk about the actual physical properties of the polymer he's created that turns into the aerosol spray spider web. So this stuff is super strong, uh-huh. right? It's got a really high tensile strength because you can swing from it, you know what I mean? And even at right. really high velocities and do you know immediate you know uh, movement changes. So you know it's got to be able to do a couple tons of pull. Right. Plus he can like um, you know he can wrap it around something, even like a car or like a train. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, the tensile strength is real high, and it's totally biodegradable. Right. Because the, the web just disappears after, like, six hours, right? Right, right. And it, it dissolves after a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, think, he could just make a chemical company, patent this thing, right? Right. And then next thing you know, I mean, I, he would be very rich. <laughs> just think about all the applications for that between seatbelts, safety belts, you know what I mean, harnesses. And it seems to be pretty cheap because he probably, it seems like he makes it out of stuff he finds in the house. You know, he doesn't have to order, like, a big jug of this, you know, incredibly corrosive chemical and have it dropped off and explain to Aunt May, like, you know, don't open that. Do not open this this box. <laughs> He's like, but, oh, I'll just use some dish detergent and some vinegar, and next thing you know, I'm shooting around New but, York City. But he has to continuously keep ordering that, so Aunt May doesn't is not suspicious whatsoever what he's doing and how does he create or what he's creating in his in his little room. You know, mm-hmm. there's no you. You mean to tell me there's no smell coming out of there <laughs> that would sort of like you know uh, put throw up a red flag at May. You know, right. what are you doing in your room? She every time they um I had her in the book, she's always downstairs cooking. Right. You know, what is she cooking that smells so crazy? <laughs> Like, no one knows. Like, no one knows, like, what's going on upstairs. You you okay up there, Peter? Man, Ray, get out of my room. Get out of my room. Uh, there was no, I pay rent here. I can come in any door I want, you know. And I mean, Peter kept that room locked off, mm-hmm. you know. And May could not come up in there and see anything. Just imagine, but, yeah. like, the neighbors coming over, like, what's that weird smell? It's like, oh, I'm making cabbage. It's just, <laughs> it's just That... And, that doesn't smell like cabbage. You know, my dad's a chemical engineer, and he 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 does deals with polymers. So shout out to the polymer industry. Okay. And I can tell you just from the stories he's told me about this, like the stuff that's non toxic, like all uh-huh. the things they have to do, like as far as like <laughs> keeping the chemicals in a certain place and registering and how they process everything. Right, right, right. I can tell you right now that that there's no way the uh, the EPA is not showing up in Queens and being like, what is, where is the leak coming from? Right. Like, where? Right, right, right. Hey. Is there just a chemical plant around here? Like, these levels are insane. There must be a, must something wrong with this, this meter. Yeah, Stanley didn't think about that. But, hey, you know, as a 10-year-old reading a Spider-Man comic, you're not really thinking about EPA regulations, you know. But as a, um, a, a 40-year-old adult, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. may... And then someone like, then you think that's crazy, and then someone shows you how to make silly putty out of borax and glue. You know, and you're like, okay, maybe it's possible. Yeah, possibly. You know. He's just got some really good borax. 
right all right so that's oh, peter parker the yep. spectacular <laughs> spider-man which we'll get to when we come to s's so it'll be on the list of stuff that yep. might be a t- two-part episode actually there's so yeah there's a lot of stuff to talk about yeah thanks a lot english language <laughs> for, for making this everything start with s <laughs> thank you spider-man for being so popular yeah great great um all right so um what else we got in p well we can start talking about movies. Okay. So, we, what were we, 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 we going to talk about earlier? Um, pulp, pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yes. Pulp Fiction, a movie that won like no Oscars because it lost to Forrest Gump. <laughs> Everything lost to Forrest Gump. Oh, is that what happened with that movie? Yeah. Huh. It, lost, it lost to Forrest Gump, and like uh, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino is still really like salty about it. Like, he's, <laughs> is he? He, <laughs> he lost to Forrest Gump. Okay. No, Pulp Fiction is a movie. For those of you who haven't seen it, which if you haven't seen it, you know, go watch that movie, please. Right. It's a movie that's it's all about the uh, criminal underworld in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and you get some different stories that are sort of intercut in a non-linear style. Right. So you have like Samuel L. Jackson uh, playing Jules, who's a uh, a hitman who works for Ving Rhames, who's Marcellus Wallace. Right. And if you're wondering why so many famous people are in this movie, because there's a lot of them. You should know that a lot of these careers started here. Yes. So a lot of these guys, like Ving Rhames, I don't, I don't have a memory of him before this. Samuel L. Jackson, really, this is the part that he got, a, he got a nominated for an Academy Award, didn't win. Didn't win, right, right, right. It sort, of, it sort of put him more on the map and everything. Right. Yeah. So it put him on the map. John Travolta hadn't been in anything since Luke Who's Talking. I think was the last movie he was in. He was his career was just in the, in the toilet. Yeah, he yeah. He was still the Saturday Night um, Fever guy. You right. Know? Right, and then Bruce Willis. I, well, Bruce Willis was kind of probably the biggest star, I guess. That's yeah, his, yeah, he was still the diehard guy. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was a he wasn't the um, actual star of the movie though. So no. that was a surprising thing when you cast him. You would think that he would have his his name as the first, um, you know, um, as far as the top two names in the movie. Right. You know, he wasn't cast as a star. Right. And then, so <laughs> it's basically the story of like of this. Uh, I guess oh, it's well, over well, like a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, really I was about to ask, um, who was, who was Uma Thurman before this? Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Uma Thurman would be another, like, uh, another big, uh, debut. Yeah, Or yeah, a real, right. real career starter. So you follow, I guess the main track of the story is probably Vincent, uh-huh. is John Travolta's character, and you follow him go from, uh, well, I don't even know how much of the plot I even want to get into. I'll, I'll just say this, is that it's very violent. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's visually, uh, it's a gorgeous movie as far as the way it looks. Yeah, I really, I don't know if I can recommend it enough, honestly. It's hey, very good. It has some disturbing scenes in it, but you know. Um. Well, well, <laughs> well, that's true. Um, but yeah, it is a very, it's, a very, it's one of um, Quentin's, Tarantino's best films. Mm-hmm. You know, it did get. Uh, I'm looking here. It did get. Um, it did win for best screenplay that year, original screenplay that year. Right. So, um, I'm sure Tarantino was very happy about that. But Forrest Gump was adapted, so he's still gonna make Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean that the movie came out in um, the mid '90s. What 1994 looks like? Yeah, it was '94. 
and it ended up grossing like over it co- it cost about eight you know eight million to make and gross over two hundred thirteen million domestically. So that's pretty impressive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it, it made a lot of money. It was super popular. I know it's one of the first movies. Every time I get like a new, uh, every time they upgrade movie delivery systems, uh-huh. it's one of the first ones I get. Right. Either, so I got the Blu-ray, the DVD, the VHS. I think I own it digital somewhere. You uh-huh. know. So I got it pretty much all the way around. They've, they've taken me probably for a good 50 bucks on Pulp Fiction over the last 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> Let me ask you something. What was your best, what was your favorite um, Quentin Tarantino film? Or what is your favorite Quentin Tarantino film? I mean, Pulp Fiction is just so good. It's just, I don't yeah. think that, if you're just talking about the merits of a movie, I think Pulp Fiction is probably the best. But... You know, the first Kill Bill <laughs> yes. is really, really good, too. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. The part, the the volume one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Volume two is good. I mean, volume two is all right. Volume Don't two completes, you know, what volume one, but the setup of volume one is was was really, was really good. Right. You know, right. Um, and like I said, volume two pretty much just completes that whole story. Um, but I think that the, the characters in volume one are more interesting. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you know, let's go to Japan and get a sword. Right. Thing is had, really interesting. They had that animated sequence in there that was pretty decent. Oh, know. yeah, the anime, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I just found that to be, yeah, that's 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 a really good one. Yeah. Um, Hateful Eight was all right. I guess that's all I have to say about Hateful Eight. It was pretty good. Uh, I got through half of that movie, still didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long. <laughs> you know? Um, Reservoir Dogs was really good. Um, um, what else? Uh, Inglorious Bastards was okay. Oh, I didn't even think about that movie. That's a really, yeah, Yeah. that's a really good movie. I think the first scene of that movie Mm -hmm. is so good. It's so good. We got Christoph Waltz, who you don't, you know, when that movie came out, you had no idea who this dude was, right? Right. He wasn't the villain in everything yet. (laughs) Other than Django Unchained, which he was not the villain in. Yeah, but that was after Inglorious. That's right. So Christoph mm-hmm. Waltz is, you know, he just walks in, mm-hmm. and and I mean, I've seen people say that that's a master class in building tension in a scene. Uh huh. Because he's talking to this, you know, it's he's talking to this farmer who's like hiding some some Jews in his basement. It's set in. Right. For those that don't know about this movie, right. it's set in occupied France during World War II. So he's going to search for these these Jews that they're trying to murder, obviously because they're Nazis. And they're hidden under the floorboards, and, the, and Tarantino shows you pretty much right away that that's the case. Uh-huh. So this guy's showing up to the right place, right? <laughs> like, he knows that they're there, and he's right. Right. And then he just has this big, long conversation in English, and he smokes this enormous pipe, which is off-putting. <laughs> and, then, and then he asks for milk, right? <laughs> and he drinks, like, that entire glass of milk right away. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's right. just so unnerving. <laughs> right. So right, unnerving. Right. But, but uh, yeah, so it's a... Uh, that's a that's a great that's actually a really good movie. That first scene's really awesome. There's some mm-hmm. other like sort of violence exploitative, you know, Nazi murder stuff that's good too. All right, that classic Tarantino stuff, you know. You know, you know. And remember punching a Nazi's okay. <laughs> exactly. That's all right. Yep. All right. So, um what else would we have in peas? Well, we have the movie The Patriot. The Patriot. All right. Which is part of uh Mel Gibson's I hate the British tour of the nineties. Did he direct that? He did, I believe. Oh, okay. I believe. So he plays Benjamin Martin, who is a South Carolina, 
plantation owner. Uh huh. And uh, just so you know that he's going to be the hero of the movie. Uh-huh. He, number one, doesn't own any slaves, but owns a plantation in South Carolina, which seems anachronistic to me, but okay. it's just me. Uh-huh. So you won't hate him, because <laughs> it's, <not a> <laughs> it's not a slave owner. <laughs> but he somehow has this huge plantation that he works, you know, he has all the, uh, he has uh, black people to live with him. Right. But they are not actual slaves, right? So, okay. so that's weird. Uh, and uh, he also does not have a southern accent. Okay. And he lives in, like, the swamp country in South Carolina. <laughs> and the thing is, nobody has a southern accent, right? Right. Like, nobody. Because I think that the guy, uh, one of the, uh, what, the Baldwin from Bully and uh, Firefly plays, like, his neighbor, and he doesn't have one either. Okay. Right? They all have, like, like you know, American accents. They're saying, well, we should we should be free from the British. Like, they talk like that. <laughs> that's how they talk. Yeah. That's how they talk. And they're in South Carolina. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've been in South Carolina, Sam. Yes, I have. They do not talk like that in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you get in the swampy spots. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, uh, there's that. So it's about him doing this. Uh, he tries to stay out of the fight. And he was in the, the Seven Years' War, the French and Indian War, uh-huh. as we call it in America. Uh-huh. And he uh, basically, you know, f- flipped out and, and did some terrible stuff to this tribe of uh, Native Americans. Okay. Uh, so he doesn't really want to go back to war. He doesn't want his son go into war. And so he tries to stay out, and then his son goes and joins the Continental Army. Mm-hmm. And then when the war comes south of Washington, well, well the war fall, you know, goes away from Washington, right? Uh-huh. So Cornwallis goes south, and he tries to get Charleston to move up to Virginia. And the plan was to cut the colonies in half, right? John okay. Dewey was going to come down from the, the north, and then Cornwallis is going to come up from the south. Uh, and then a battle actually sort of rolls through their plantation. And this dude played by, you know, uh, you know Lucius Malfoy... Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jason Isaacs, he's the guy that plays both of them. Uh, he shows up and he's just like, "Ah, oh, well, you're helping the, you know, the rebels with stuff, so burn it all. You know, let us burn it. Burn it all. Yeah, he's burning it. He shoots his one son and he captures his other. So, you know, so uh, Mel Gibson breaks into his burning house, gets uh-huh. a bunch of guns, uh-huh. and takes his other kids who are like 10 and like 6, right? Uh-huh. They're super young. And he's like, we're going to go shoot all these people. <laughs> and then that starts this... Uh, this whole, you know, he it turns into a guerrilla war where he's kind of fighting, you know, the Redcoats using uh, asymmetrical tactics is what we would call it now. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, he has to go win the Revolutionary War and uh, stop Lucius Malfoy from taking over the country. All right. That's about, that's the plot. It's actually not a bad movie if you're watching it to see Mel Gibson, you know, kill British people. Uh, so if you're watching Braveheart or this, you're going to get that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you get it confused with um, with <laughs> Braveheart. It's the same movie, but the accents are a little different. <laughs> a little different, just, just a little, little bit. <laughs> and uh, the, the one thing about it uh-huh. that we always thought was funny, we'd watch it on football trips when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a part where they all yell, huzzah. You know, mm-hmm. they'll go, huzzah! Right. But it was right when that Bud Light ad came out where everyone was like going, what's up? <laughs> and so it sounded a lot like that's what they were doing to Mel Gibson as he rode up, you know? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> right. So that's one of the things I like about that movie. All right. Not to be confused with, um, so if, if you're trying to rent the movie or, you know, trying to see the movie um, on demand or what have you, um, make sure you put in Mel Gibson and don't get it confused with the Patriot from... Um, Steven Seagal's movie two years earlier. (laughs) 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 That was direct to video. (laughs) Oh, I just Uh, realized. 
I just realized that that S episode is going to be full, Sam. The what? That S episode is going to be so full because we're oh, going to yeah? talk about Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know how yeah. we're not going to talk about him. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's classic, classic material. But, um, I mean, but, yeah. I don't. We're going to talk about it. Like, this is going to be like a five-part episode. We might a never get past that. <laughs> we could probably do a whole episode on Steven Seagal. We might have to do a nerdendum on just Steven Seagal to get through this. Oh, yeah. That might yeah. have to happen. <laughs> it's funny to me, though. You know, you talk about The Patriot. They had the, the Patriot movie two years before Mel Gibson's mm-hmm. one came out, but he still insisted on calling it the patriot <laughs> he's like people would never see that <laughs> people would just forget about the Stephen call version so well, let's well, let's just know, call it the patriot this, anyway this movie was based on a guy named francis marion uh-huh and his nickname was the swamp fox right uh-huh which is real interesting mm-hmm. they could have just called it that okay. <laughs> they didn't have to use the name right. people would have still seen it because you could have used the same poster right right it's just mel gibson with a ponytail right <laughs> and this is before that would have been a problem. Just put Mel Gibson on the front, you know, your movie poster. Yep, so. pretty much. <laughs> and I'm looking at the Steven Seagal one. He's <laughs> he's he's right there too. <laughs> Steven Seagal, the Patriot. Oh man, it looks. And, oh yeah, we're gonna have to talk because that, that's a really ironic name for. Steven Seagal movie to have. We're going to have to talk about that at length. <laughs> and the reception, the film has received generally negative reviews. I wonder why. The critics, the critics frequently singling out an extremely low number of action sequences. Come on, Steven. <laughs> really? You're known for, or, or was, was that at the point where he started gaining weight and, you know. 92, 97, maybe. Because <laughs> maybe. There's, there's some... You know, we can't. Let's, let's not digress on Steven Seagal yet. I want to save this. Because I feel like there's a whole episode of Steven Seagal in me. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. But I'll just, I'll, I just want to say that the, it, it, one of the um, claims that out of ninety of out of a 90-minute movie, there's um, maybe about 10 minutes of actual Steven Seagal hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to point out, though, that would be like going to a Star Wars movie and seeing a review that says, man, it wasn't a lot of war. <laughs> But it was didn't, a lot of stars. Didn't see a lot of stars either. <laughs> <laughs> Not as lot of stars. Oh my god. Oh like, man. Like, would you see? I don't know if I'd go see that movie if I if I saw that review. Like, not Ooh. a lot of stars. Not a lot of war. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay though. <laughs> Wait till two, it comes two on out, TBS. Two out, of, two out of five stars. <laughs> it's just a movie about farming. <laughs> That's all it was. Oh, it was like one of those. It was like one of those stock footage movies. So they're like the corn. Is processed down a conveyor belt. It's like ah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We got a lot to talk about when we get to the S's. So. Oh man, I want to start hyping that episode up. <laughs> I want people to get Free excited hype. for S. So we got we got P, we got Q, R, S. Oh, okay, we got two we more. Do, <laughs> we got to do Q next. Oh man, Q. I, we we could get past Q, Q. Listen, first of all, those episodes are the best ones when we are uh-huh. short on right. stuff. Right. <laughs> those are the best ones because those are the ones where you get the real crazy, uh-huh. crazy obscure stuff. Yeah, way crazier uh-huh. than this one about Steven Seagal. <laughs> like, yeah. This is pretty normal for us. Yeah, pretty much. The cue is we're gonna be everywhere, guys. We're All gonna right. cannibalize other letters. It's gonna be nuts. All right, so we're at forty-seven minutes. So anything else you want to um, talk about in the peas? Well, I want to talk about um, the Patriots football team. Oh. Okay. That concludes the conversation I want to have about that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I do want to do our Star Wars character of the week. Okay. And it's a big one. All right. Emperor Palpatine. 
Yeah, buddy. Emperor Palpatine, who's known uh, best for being white. I mean, bleached, <laughs> white, wrinkly, you know, shriveled old man. Uh-huh. And with crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, also known for being uh, the embodiment of everything that is evil. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, oh, we're going to murder your friends on the forest moon. That's what he sounds like. That's How do you pronounce his first name? Sheev? Sheev? <laughs> Emperor. <laughs> oh, Emperor. My bad. <laughs> That's how you pronounce his first name. You Emperor. May call, you may call me Emperor. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's not what's on your ID, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to need to see some ID. No, you... All the IDs are issued in my name. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm really going to need to see some valid ID. <laughs> that's the Emperor choking that's my Emperor Palpatine, everybody. I'm done. Don't <laughs> he dropped a mic. Woo! So, so he starts off. So, what's funny is, so you uh-huh. know, the original Star Wars, he's this sort of mysterious figure, right? Right. And there's an empire in the first movie, which implies an emperor. Uh huh. And you have a Lord Vader, but you don't really go into how the government of the empire is structured because I guess they figured that that would be boring. Right. <laughs> they were, and I want to, I want to put a pin in that because that's correct. It would be boring, in fact. Uh, <laughs> Then he actually kind of shows up in um, in the second one as kind of like a disembodied head. Uh-huh. And in the 80s, that was an old woman with gorilla eyes. And in uh, 97, they retrofitted it and put actually the guy that plays Emperor Palpatine in. Right. Uh, and then he's actually on screen in the last one. And that's when you get all the good Palpatine lines and, you know, uh, him trying to turn Luke to the dark side. Right. And then, uh, you know... Uh, you can see him really sort of boss Vader around, which is like, oh man, like Vader's just taking this and not even, not even like blinking, you know. And you see Vader like doing all that crazy stuff in the first couple of movies. So that's the that's the, and then of course he gets blown up. At, well, that's not true because he gets thrown down that shaft by Darth Vader. Spoiler for Episode Six, guys. <laughs> uh, then what happens is they make the prequel trilogy, right? Yeah, they had, actually had Senator Palpatine. Yeah, so so he's a senator, and then they have like, they have like at the end, there's a coda where he's like, uh, where he you know he shows up in like uh, holograms, right? Right. And it's Darth Sidious, but it's obviously the same dude that played Emperor Palpatine for the last two movies. Right. right. Like it's obviously that guy. Like there's no way it's not him. Right. To the point where I remember my friends being like, "Do you think this is a red herring?" And <laughs> like they're just trying to trick us, but they were not. <laughs> And I'll point this out. The reason we see the senator a lot is because the prequel trilogy does get into the structure of the government of the Galactic Republic. Huh. So really, so you know, by the time you get to episode four, there was no need to talk about who the emperor was and what the senate was and all that stuff. Because you already knew all about it because it was all in the first three movies. Right. Which makes so little sense that they would even, they got it right the first time. And then he turns into the emperor all of a sudden at the end, basically. He tries to go after uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and that's weird because everyone knows two things happen to Samuel L. Jackson in every movie, right? <laughs> everyone knows he's the toughest guy in the movie. <laughs> Pretty much. And he always dies. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's Palpatine or a shark, right? It's, it's pretty much what happens to Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> well, I'm glad they, they, they well, you know, are, were consistent with the casting of um, Palpatine. Yeah, luckily um, the guy didn't die in the twenty years. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much when they <laughs> when they recast it, that was pretty much the cause, right? It was, uh, 
or the, or they did CGI like they did with uh, with Rogue One, right? Right. Which is still as long as he wasn't talking, it looked good. They should have had all his lines delivered from the back, and I'd have been like, "Oh, this was CGI. It was amazing." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? Well, we gotta give something the boot. And, what are we gonna uh, give the boot? I don't know. I want to say that, although it pains me, based on the conversation we've had today, sir, uh-huh. what I would suggest that you should give the boot is that Steven Seagal movie, The Patriot. <laughs> it seems like it was disappointing. It seems like there wasn't really a great variety of action. And maybe it's something that we could excise from the Steven Seagal catalog. Oh, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, what about, that, that, power, that, what about the toy Power Wheels? Power, I thought you were about to say Power Ranger. I, we could definitely get Power Rangers a boot. No. You know, but Power can't Wheels? Do okay, all right. Let's do Power Wheels because everyone mm-hmm. knew that some kid had them, right? <laughs> there, was all, there was one this one kid had had a Power Wheel in his garage. Uh-huh. But have you ever said, hey, let's ride that Power Wheel, right? Uh-huh. What did the kid say? <laughs> it, doesn't, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> Hence the term Power yeah, you know. so it was real power. So because it never worked, I'm going to go ahead and say we should get power wheels to boot. Let's give it the boot. Boot. Yes. Get excellent. it out of here. Yes, excellent sound effects. <laughs> Use the sound effects, Sam. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> strike power wheels down. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a bolt of lightning just striking it. <laughs> no, no, no. You will. Power wheel. <laughs> Ironically, electricity is what was necessary to make the power wheel go. <laughs> That's what was missing from this equation. The, this irony, the irony of it. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So that's P's for this week, guys. So yep. next week we got Q. So that we that should be a, uh, an adventure, you know, to come up with um, um, our different Q um, segment. I hope you guys are interested in hearing a lot about Quiet Riot and, <laughs> and the show Quincy. <laughs> going to be yes. talking about Quincy Classic 70s, 80s show <laughs> He's a coroner, but he also cares <laughs> He's tough, but not really He's also soft on the inside Pretty much That's Quincy Alright, so we just did it Oh, now we can't use Quincy next week What's wrong with me? Oh, man What is wrong with me? Alright, so um, find us at NerdCyclopedia.com and um, you can email us at nerdcyclopediapodcast at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Nerdcyclopedia. Yep. And give me your Twitch handle. I am S-C-H-H-I-T-C-H on Twitch. I do Mega Man speedruns. I just started running Mega Man 4. Yeah. Moved up to 60th place all time on that. So I'm having a good uh, good Woo-hoo! start there. A lot of room to improve, though, let me tell you. A lot all of- right. A lot of, lot of room to improve. I gotcha. So, that's what we do. We also promote the Nerdcyclopedia podcast over there. All right. That's something else I talk about. So yep. if you're interested in cross-promotion, that's the place to go. If you're interested in sponsorship, we need money. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. <laughs> so let me Ray make w- a direct appeal to the rich people. Get, get Ray Ray to round off the episode. You know, bring it back to square one. <laughs> How about I do a fake ad for so that people can know what they would be getting from us? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, hi, it's Scott from Nerd Cyclopedia. Say, have you ever been playing cards and thought to yourself, I wish something else would hold this card so I could do something else with my hand? Well, I've got a product for you. 
Uh-oh. It's called card holders. <laughs> and what they are is basically two the small strips of plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's circular in, na- in uh, nature. They have a bunch of... Uh, that have a bunch of uh, thread woven thread. in there. <laughs> and uh, what it'll do is uh, you can put all your individual cards in a little hole between the two uh, discs of plastic. Uh-huh. And uh, it'll hold the cards for you. And that is the product. They're probably reasonably affordable. I can't imagine this costing very much. <laughs> and remember... If you if you show up to a card game with one of these things, people are going to know you're a card shark. Pretty so much, right, right off so the bat. Card holders. Get them now at uh, probably your grandma's house or something. <laughs> card holders. Or, or maybe your local Walmart. <laughs> or Dollar General. <laughs> go, go to one of those places and tell them Nerd Cyclopedia sent you. Five take below. Picture, take a picture of their confused reaction. <laughs> All right, guys, see you when we see ya. Yep, yep. Take it out, crazy man.